And it's true. This is true Bayou country. Craig, this oh. is where they filmed the television show, uh, I think, Swamp, Swamp People. People. Oh, Swamp I People. love that show. And we get that show in Australia, too. Do Swamp you? People. So it, down in the swamp. I'm in the swamp. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm a gator. I'm going to catch myself a gator. <laughs> Do you love the outdoors? Do you love to travel? Do you love to find hidden treasures in towns in the USA? Hi. I'm Joshua. And I'm Craig, and welcome to Treasures of Our Town, the podcast that takes you on a journey to explore the unique and charming towns scattered throughout the United States. Join us as we venture into some of the country's most intriguing destinations, uncovering hidden gems and local secrets along the way. And on today's episode, we give our top 10 destinations for spring trips. So let's go! <laughs> yes! Spring oh, has I sprung. Am... No, it hasn't, Craig. Well, for me, it has. <laughs> Oh, I am so excited to be talking about this topic Mm -hmm. of spring destinations, because as I look out my window right now, it is still very winter-like. In my yard, I have many feet of snow, (laughs) and we just got a blizzard yesterday. Wow. It's been spring now for what? Because at the moment, we're recording this in the beginning of April. It's been spring now for like two weeks? A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? And you're still yeah. getting snow blizzards? Yeah. Well, I listened to the groundhog. Yeah. And I think we're past the groundhog <laughs> time. What is it with the groundhog? Is it, does he see his shadow? Is that the thing? When if he, if he does see his shadow, then it's going to be a short winter or a long winter? No. I think it's if he sees his shadow, yeah. there, there's more winter. There's more winter. I believe. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? is that what I, don't, I'm gonna... I don't know the rationale behind that. You think the sun would be like... You know, yes, right. the sun's out, no, it's all, gun's out. But it's all about the groundhog himself if he sees it. If he looks away, he doesn't see it, see? Well, this is true. Yeah, so it's not about the sun, it's about the groundhog. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Let's get on with the show, Josh. We're talking about the top 10 places that we feel are good to visit in the springtime. Because let's be honest, where we are, where we live, you and I, it's not so good in the wintertime. <laughs> well, it depends on... Your perspective. That's true. There's a lot of people that live up here in Minnesota that love the winter for snowmobiling mm-hmm. and sledding mm-hmm. and skiing. Mm-hmm. But we are talking about maybe getting away from some of those winter activities. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And see, where I live here on the Jersey Shore, then winter for us is winter for us is actually good for the locals because we don't have all the tourism you see coming through, uh, and we get free parking down the shore during the winter time and all that sort of thing. Come you know, this time of the year, April, May, all of a sudden the parking inspectors are back down the local the Jersey Shore because all the tourists come in for their parking and stuff. And, and then it gets busy as well. It gets busy with people who don't know how to drive in these roads. But anyway. <laughs> people show up to see Snooky and <laughs> all the other Jersey Shore cast members. And use, Is that what happens? Yeah, yeah, they use the duck phone. Actually, in fact, we... we, we I'll digress here, but geocaching related, I do have an adventure lab on the Jersey Shore, which features the Jersey Shore crew. Like at each each location, there's it shows you where they've been at each location, whether it be the the pizza restaurant or where they lived their house or where they worked in that little shop that they have, and uh, and then to to get the answers, you got to watch a little snippet video that I've made. You see on uh, on the actual Jersey. Some people don't like it because some people thought the Jersey Shore show was just ridiculous, and I understand that. But it is what it is. It's a TV show, and therefore then it's a uh, adventure lab. So there you go. I love that. That's very creative. Yeah. And you know I love a good television show or movie-themed geocache or adventure lab exactly. adventure. Well, we just came you, – you, you just came back from um, New Mexico, I do believe. Yes, I did. And we're going to have to have a whole special show on the, the things that I experienced in New, New Mexico. It was the first time I really spent a significant amount of time in New Mexico. It is truly the land of – of enchantment, it really as is. They say it really is. So I've been there too, Josh. I've been to New Mexico as well, and I kind of did the similar thing to you in terms of the drive around New Mexico. I, I think I got, I think it's about eighty percent of the counties that I've actually found a geocache in in New Mexico in a space of like you know ten days. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about counties. No, <laughs> but we got to talk about spring we do, break. We do. And you know what? Let's get onto it. New Mexico would be a great spring destination. Maybe 
in our list here, maybe we will venture into the land well, of enchantment. Let's let's talk about it now because that's on my list, Josh. So my first one I'm going to say is Santa Fe in New Mexico, and it's it's, it's New Mexico's capital. Um, there's lots of things to do in springtime. You can explore the Canyon Road and its artists, studios, galleries, and restaurants. When you're done there, you can pick up any souvenirs, like the jewelry, pottery, that sort of thing as well. They've got Santa Fe Opera House, and it's a world-renowned venue. And then you've got the Museum of the International Folk Art as well. It has the largest collection of international folk art in the world. Don't miss... Oh, the, oh Josh, have you, you went to Santa Fe, didn't you? Yeah, I spent... Yeah. I spent like two hours there, and I'll tell you what I visited because there was a location that I was told I just had to visit. Mm -hmm. And have you ever heard of Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf. Yes, it rings a bell. What's you have heard of Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. I think my wife was talking about it or something when like when we were there. She was talking about Meow Wolf. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about it. Like, it rings a bell. Okay, so there's this thing. Mm called Meow Wolf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very hard to describe, but I'll do my best. I believe the first location was in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. They also have a location in Denver, and now they have a location in Santa Fe. It is sort of like this amazing art installment. It's a building, and you go into it, and at least the one in Santa Fe, you go into it, and there's like a house. You see a house, and you're like outside at night, and there's a full-size house. You walk into this house, and you notice there's something strange and odd about this house. Something's not quite right. And all of a sudden you notice, Craig, that there's portals that go into another realm, another oh. world. Like you walk through the refrigerator and all of a sudden you're in this like <laughs> alien type world. You go into the fireplace and you're in the belly of some like strange creature. It is the most unbelievable artwork thing i i don't know else how, how else so to it's like an interactive it interactive thing. artwork yeah it's interactive there's there's rooms there i think there were like 70 rooms mm-hmm. in there and it's just unreal you go to one room and it's completely black and there's lasers shooting from the top and you notice that these lasers and you put your hand on it the lasers are a harp so you're playing this oh. like laser harp i I can't really say much more about it. You have to just truly experience it. And it's not a surprise that there is a location in Santa Fe with all the art. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Santa Fe is very well known for its for its art itself. Now, we're talking about the, um, the geocaching on the other side as well, because uh, we'll talk about this more in an episode when we talk about the Breaking Bad and New Mexico in general, I think. But um, there's some great adventure labs, including some film locations as well about Breaking Bad. Oh, we lo- we love the Breaking Bad, don't we, Craig? I, I'm actually watching it again. I'm watching it for the second time. I'm up. I've just started last night. I started season five, the last season. So I watched as well. There was like a YouTube video. Twenty four hidden Easter eggs in Breaking Bad. It's I watched it on YouTube. I think I sent you the link. Twenty four hidden Easter eggs, and it talks about how in season one, in the beginning of the episode in season one, they've got things hidden in plain sight, basically. Oh, geocaches love it. Hidden in plain sight that actually okay. come back in season five. Really? An example. You know, everyone knows the whole season one, episode one, where Walter White jumps out of the uh, out of his, his RV and he's pantless. Like, he's got his pants off, right? He, he drives off in the RV and his pants go flying in the air. You remember that? Everyone knows that scene, yeah. right? Yeah. Have you ever thought to yourself, what happened to those pants? Yeah, I, in season I stay five. up. I stay up at night wondering what happened to those pants. I'm telling you what's going to happen to those pants. In season five, Josh, in season five, he's rolling a barrel through the desert. He rolls past an old, the old pair of pants that he left what? there in season one. There you go. You got to love that. You love that. Uh, these writers, script writers, they were absolutely incredible with, with the Easter eggs that they laid down from start to finish. Unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Let's go on to your your number one for uh, okay for, for for spring. These are no in no, no particular no order. order. And I sh- I should say to my list. I know on Treasures of Our Town we've talked about like sort of th- these smaller communities. I'm just gonna have a little disclaimer. I've got some bigger cities here. Yeah. So this this episode <laughs> of Treasures of Our Town. You know, sometimes we zoom in, mm-hmm. right, on a, maybe a smaller community. Yeah. This episode is all about zooming out, right? Yeah. So 
we're just scratching the surface. We could do it one episode on all of these locations. Yeah, easily. On each of, easily. The, on each of these. Easily. Yeah. All right, so my first spring destination. And I want, I want to say, Craig, this is how I selected them, okay? <laughs> it was not a spring location for me unless it was south of the southern border of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and, and rightly so. I mean, your, your current blizzard and temperatures there, you yeah. can understand why. I figured that was safe. Yeah. I figured that was the spring snow line. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so my first destination, I've been there several times, mm. is Naples, Florida. Oh. Now, there's a lot of places I could select in Florida. There's a lot of beautiful beach space. You know, we've we've been to Cocoa Beach, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Tampa area. I could focus on that. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the amazing beaches of Naples, Florida. If you love beach life... If you love beaches, Mm -hmm. this is the place to go. Clean beaches, beautiful sand. I'm not a big, you know, go to a location and sit on the beach. But if I was that type of person, Naples is your place. Yeah. And is that the Naples with the white sand or is that on the other side? Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty white sand. And it's like like powder. Yeah. It's Mm. so gorgeous. And then another reason why I really love Naples, I, again, I could pick a lot of Florida locations, mm. is its proximity to the Everglades. Oh, yes. <laughs> Craig, have you ever been to the Everglades? Yes, I have. <laughs> you have? Yes, okay. I have. So if you want to see gators mm-hmm. in their natural habitat, yeah. even off the airboat, just take a drive down a country road in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. I did this. And literally, you drive down this country road, and there's just there's gators on both sides <laughs> of the road. A little freaky for this Minnesota boy, but it was very exotic for me. And it was a, a it's, it's free. It's a free way yeah. to to see some gators mm-hmm. outside of like a gator tour. And they do have those airboat tours. I've, I've done You've, yeah, I've done an airboat yeah. tour before. Yeah. Yeah, and those are a ton of fun, too. But if you want to just do a free, just nice little drive, it's only like a half hour south of Naples. Mm -hmm. That's great. And, uh, you know, on our next episode, Craig, we're going to be talking about roadside attractions. Yes. Just south of Naples, Florida, is Ochapee, Florida. (gasps) I know. Have you heard of... I've been there. You've heard of Ochapee. I found a geocache. It's... it's next to, is it the world, it's the smallest post office, am I right? Yes, yes. the world's smallest post yes, office. I've been there, found the cache out the front. <laughs> yes. Again, if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about with geocaching, just want to say, mm-hmm. we're going to say this every episode. every episode. Apologize to those of you that are geocachers. But geocaching, it's a, a worldwide scavenger hunt where you use uh, a GPS app to find hidden containers all over the world. It brings you to some places that you would never know about, like the world's smallest post office. Yep. <laughs> and you go to the world's smallest post office, you can actually mail a letter there yeah. and the, they stamp it. You <laughs> that you sent it from the world's smallest post office. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, one more place. You mm-hmm. know, we, we've said we were going to talk about food, Chris. Yes, absolutely. On this, on this podcast. You know me, I love food. And I have a, a strong recommendation. If you're in Naples, mm-hmm. you must eat at Gumbo Limbo. Oh, and Gumbo Limbo is a beautiful beachside dining experience. All right, I'm going to just say it's a little on the pricey side. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe have your McDonald's, have your Subway <laughs> earlier in the day, and then go down to the beach, get your reservation. It usually takes a couple hours to get in. So you, wow. so go early, yeah. get a reservation at at maybe three o'clock. You're gonna have to wait two hours. You're gonna get it in at five, and you will have the best steak of your life. Really, Gumbo Limbo, Greg. I had the best steak of my life there. Really, Just like one of those melt in your mouth. And the cool thing is, it's nothing like having the best steak of your life with the sun setting on the beach. <laughs> it was absolutely gorgeous. Very, very Naples, different. Florida. Very different to what you're currently situated there in Minnesota, I'm sure. Yeah. And one more thing. Mm-hmm. If we have any baseball fans out there. Oh, yeah. Just north of Naples is Fort Myers, Florida. And that is the place of the Minnesota Twins training camp. So that's just a short drive up there during spring. Mm-hmm. We're talking spring. Um, go see the Minnesota Twins taking a baseball game. Naples, Florida. That's my first location. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hop now. I'm gonna hop onto the other side, and I'm gonna go to Let's hop. St. Augustine in Florida. 
Ooh, yes, well, you Greg. and I have both been there. Now, yes. there's a reason why I said St. Augustine, and that is because, you know, Naples, places like that can get a little bit busy. St. Augustine in springtime, it's not going to be as busy as most of the other Florida locations. And as you know, Josh, itself, just the walking through St. Augustine is probably very, very iconic. It's the old town. It's actually, is it the, the oldest town in the United States itself? That's what they, That's say. What they say. And when you walk through that sort of, I don't know what it's called, village area, mm-hmm. you do feel like you've been transported back in time. You really do. You really do. And if people want to get a more better visual of what we're talking about for St. Augustine, you've got a video, Josh, on your YouTube channel where we did walk through St. Augustine itself and we found that benchmark and whatever else as well. Links to all these stuff that we talk about, by the way, is in the show notes. So everything we talk about today on this this episode is going to be in the show notes. All the links, Josh. All the links. (laughs) All of them. And we got visuals, man. I've got videos of a lot of these locations, and I know, Craig, you probably do as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But the uh, St. Augustine, Josh, as well, is very family-friendly orientated in the spring break, as opposed to other places like you know Daytona and Cancun and even Panama City itself, where spring breakers, (laughs) the younger spring breakers go to be wild and crazy you won't kind of get that in st augustine so it's more family friendly more calm relaxed you know it's still warm weather you know and uh and you can still you can swim you can swim in spring um because it's it's the waters are quite warm as well uh but yeah this is not going to get so wild and and crazy like the the younger generation do this (laughs) this day and age but there are other activities as well outside of geocaching that you can do. There's like eco tours down there as well. You can have a look at the marine life. You can go sailing, kayaking, boating, all this sort of stuff you can do in St. Augustine, even like paddle boarding, you know, and going through that way as well. But as I said before, geocache related, I think what we did was great. We did those adventure lab walks through, through the town itself. Um, and of course, we can't not say about the there was one of only four in the USA of those geocaching benchmarks. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we don't need to go into it, but yeah, there's a very rare yeah. benchmark there. Yeah. Right outside the visitor center. But, you know, you were talking about maybe St. Augustine is a place for people that are a little bit more mature yeah. and old. <laughs> and you know why that's good to go to St. Augustine? Because there is... The Fountain of Youth. <gasps> That's right. There is the Fountain of Youth there as well. I didn't even have that on my list. Good work. Good pickup, Josh. <laughs> yeah. And remember, we went there to look for the Fountain of Youth, and we got scolded. Well, if, if, okay. People, if you're going to go to St. Augustine and you want to go to the Fountain of Youth, just be prepared. You have to actually pay an entry fee to yeah. go and see the Fountain of Youth. I tried to just walk in because I was looking for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually looking for a geocache, let's be honest. Yeah, we were. <laughs> and I did find the geocache, mm-hmm. but we did not see the Fountain of Youth. We saw bottles of water with their names on <laughs> True. We went to the gift shop, we saw bottles of the Fountain of Youth yep. water, and we thought, you know what? This is good enough. That's it. And, and then we left. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even buy any of the bottles of water. We saw it. Yeah. We saw the water and, that came from the fountain. <laughs> and then we went somewhere better. Do you remember where we went right after that? What well, there's we went geocaching as well, but we went to a Bucky's. A Bucky's, a Bucky's in, let's be real. In the Fountain of Youth has nothing on Bucky's. No, not at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. And and that's one of my other upcoming uh, locations. Josh isn't it a Bucky's, but it's obviously it's in Texas, or whatever. So therefore, it's going to be Bucky's related. Friends of mine, Josh, actually just recently went to. Um, they went to Texas. And they'd never been. They'd never been to a Bucky's before. They went to Bucky's in Texas, and they they were there for like two hours inside Bucky's. They had oh, I believe they that. had the 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 brisket burgers as well. You know, brisket on the board, brisket on the board. You know that sort of thing. And uh, and yeah, and that was your first time too, Josh, at Bucky's that day. Well, I think we should we should enlighten the listeners if they've True. never experienced a Bucky's. What, Craig? <laughs> describe Bucky's. <laughs> Okay, for me, a description of Bucky's is a gas station or petrol station, wherever you're from, on steroids. Like yes. we're talking, we're talking humongous. Think of everything bigger in Texas; it really is. So these Bucky's themselves, I'm going to say, Josh, some of them have over a hundred gas pumps, a hundred <laughs> gas pumps out front <laughs> in two massive big lines. Where you can just you go up and you're never going to wait. But then inside, you've got. Um, 
You've got all these different types of food. They make the brisket there on the spot at the location. It's really good. It's, good it's really brisket. good. Yeah. It was the best brisket I've ever had. I'm just going to say yeah. it. At a gas station. At, at a gas station. A Bucky's gas station. They've even got like souvenir shops so you can get buy all different souvenirs for Bucky's brand. You know, you can buy you can buy chairs, like outdoor seating chairs with Bucky's written on it as well for kids and adults. You can buy umbrellas, you anything you na- you name it, you can pretty much buy it at a Bucky's. This is the bonus uh, location. Locate of the ten we have, we're just gonna add on <laughs> number eleven, spring destination. Bucky's. Any Bucky's. <laughs> Any Bucky's. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and there was one, it was a half hour from Naples. Mm-hmm. Getting back to Naples, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, a uh, half hour from St. From Augustine. St. Augustine. And it was, in, it was in Daytona. It was just off the freeway um, in Daytona itself. So that's where it was. So that's my number two, Josh. Where are you going to go for number two? Let's that didn't sound hop, right, but you know skip, what I mean. and a jump <laughs> over to the western side. Mm-hmm. And this is a larger destination, so I acknowledge that. But I've been here so many times. Craig, we've been here together. We have. It's a great destination, especially in the spring. And that is the Phoenix, Arizona area. Ah, yes. We have been there together. Yes. (laughs) I really enjoyed Phoenix. I love Phoenix. There is so much to offer. Mm -hmm. The communities around Phoenix, I mean, we could... We could have a whole podcast about Phoenix. There's yeah. so much to explore down there. But if we're talking about Phoenix proper, the one place I always go, and again, this is a big tip for geocachers, mm-hmm. is you got to go to Papago Park. Craig, we went we there, did. remember? We did. Is that the place where, where you, we went for that walk? We found a couple yes. of really neat geocaches, like actual gadget caches. But then there was that 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 what, a hole in the rock. Is that the one? Hole in the rock, yeah. which which is actually an earth cache. Yep. But I love Papago Park because you get the the feeling of hiking out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yes. cacti yeah. all around. Great geocaching, but you're not like in the middle of nowhere where you're about to get you know lost and yeah. bit by a snake. <laughs> so it's really it's a very accessible park and it's very beautiful. And you can go up there to, you can do a short hike up to the hole in the rock. Mm-hmm. And I love going up there and sitting up there and watching the sun sunset. Sunsets are a theme here for me. Both locations have amazing sunsets. <laughs> and it's funny when we we're at that hole in the rock, Josh, I, I automatically thought about those videos you see, you know, Instagram versus reality. You know, you see Instagram yes. photos of this gorgeous person, male or female, it doesn't matter, yes. you know, in this gorgeous location. And then in reality, there's like a hundred of them all around at the same time trying to get the same sort of photo, the same sort of picture. <laughs> that is true. It, it is a very popular location. But if you get a, you know, if you hike away from Hole, hole in Rock, yeah. Hole in the Rock, um, you, you're, you know, it's not that crowded. No. And it's just filled with oodles and oodles of of geocaches mm-hmm. uh, by a geocacher by the name of Duckmeister, who sadly, great guy, his name is Al. Mm-hmm. He passed away. Oh. But a lot of people have adapted his geocaches because they're just so good. Yeah. And speaking of geocaches, really close to Phoenix is Mesa. You call it Mesa, uh, Craig, <laughs> Mesa. which is wrong. It's Mesa. I, uh, okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll say this, and that is I'll still call it Mesa because it's M-E-S. Uh, but you know, obviously, it's people pronounce things differently. Yeah, <laughs> but the cool thing about Mesa in in the geocaching world is that there's not one, but there are two geo tours yes, there. We did both. And again, if you're new to geocaching or you don't know what it is, a geo tour is just simply a series of geocaches that are designed to take you around to different notable locations within a community. It's usually set up by the city's chamber of commerce. Yeah. But it's really cool that there's two of them and they're short, so we completed both of them in one day. That was that was really cool. And on on our last episode, Josh, we actually spoke to uh, from Gilda from Lompoc, which about uh, the geo tour we did there. But this geo, these two, I'll start that again. These two geo tours in Phoenix, one of them that I really enjoyed was the foodie tour. <laughs> yes, because yeah. we went to an olive farm. That's right. Remember that? Yeah, because you 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 gave me the uh, the Bloody Mary. But the Bloody Mary is very quite spicy. I'm not a spicy kind of oh, guy, you know. Me, neither am I. It, it was it was pretty spicy. But you you leveled up, Josh, for me because you gave me this Bloody Mary and it was spicy and my face was going red. But but the leveling up was you told me to have a beer chaser with it. Uh, yes. Oh man, that was next. Bloody level. Mary. 
Bloody Mary 101, get the chaser. Yeah, you know, chaser. especially if it's spicy, it tones it down. And we had great Bloody Marys, and mm. I, I love a good Bloody Mary with olives. Yes. And this was, if you're going to get olives, go to an olive farm. Exactly. Olive oil, <laughs> everything olive there. They had everything olives. <laughs> that was great. And then we ended up at that last one, which was like a food truck, mm. of, like a uh, not, yeah, stationary food truck um, type yes. style. Um, like real, me- like not Mexican, what do you call it? The briskets and the yes. chicken and the, oh yeah, that was good. It was a great barbecue place. That was a great barbecue. A barbecue sandwich place. Yeah, yeah. A um, couple other things yeah. real quick is the Arizona's oldest geocache is is just outside of town, about 30 minutes outside of Phoenix. Yes. It's a nice little hike out into the desert. Now, if you want to really, it, it was an experience to really get out into the wilderness um, but if you are one of those seekers that like to find the oldest of things, <laughs> it's right there. Yep. Um, Cubs training camp. Mm-hmm. We saw it, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. We got a video of it. <laughs> yes. A Cubs cre- training camp is there. I'm thinking spring, Craig, because I know that's, you know. Yeah. Some people might want the Cubs. And then uh, one the last food recommendation in Phoenix. It's a place called Chelsea's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they had the best short rib tacos I've ever had in my life. Oh. Short rib tacos. Were they the tacos with the soft shell or the hard shell? Soft shell. Oh. But it's this short rib meat. Mm -hmm. It's just melt in your mouth. Imagine just like little pieces of tiny, really uh, tender steak inside of an awesome taco. Mm. Um, Highly recommended. Chelsea's Kitchen. Look it up on Google. I'm not exactly sure where in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. And again, Great again, Josh, I might, I might look it up for people on Google beforehand, and all the links will be in the show notes for them. So I'll make it easier for them, Josh. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Um, well, that if you we, we're going to stay there and around that location, I'm now going to go to the Tex. This is a is a country area, so it's not actually a particular town or city. It's called the Texas Hill Country in Texas. It's oh. it's it extends, so it's a kind of west from Austin. And a little bit north from San Antonio. And it's like a whole area is called the Texas Hill Country. And it has natural beauty. It's got all small town charms as well. Because you go through different towns. Um, I think some towns you go through would be like uh, Willow City, Jefferson. They call it as well. You go through Canyon. It's actually a town called Canyon. And uh, okay. it's, they call it the Grand Canyon of Texas. <laughs> Not Is there like a little <laughs> a little hole there? Or is it just... It is It is actually a canyon. It is actually a canyon. But it's, it is. Yeah, oh, okay. But it's not as big as the Grand Canyon. Got Gotcha. Um, Wimberley's there, Marble Falls as well. But the best thing, Josh, about this place is its natural beauty. At this time of year, in springtime, is when these, they call them blue bonnets. They come out in full bloom. They're actually a um, like a plant or flower, and they literally blanket the entire area with blues, whites, yellows, purples. Oh, it is absolutely stunning. I'll just, I have not actually been there myself. I will say this. I did do. You haven't been there. No, I did. I googled all this. I, I wow. Yeah, I googled the whole lot. I had a look at them. I had a look at photos. I looked on Instagram photos. You know that sort of thing. It's absolutely stunning at this time of year in springtime, and that is the Texas Hill Country in Texas. You can. We need to go, Craig. I know. We need to go. I know. I'm talking. We need to get on the horn. We do with the Texas Hill Country Chamber of Commerce yeah, and do. say, "Hey, <laughs> we want to visit your place. We want to do a podcast. Yep. We want to see those beautiful flowers." Yeah. I love, uh, Craig, I love that you've picked a location that you haven't been Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Well, I've never been to all places. I'm, I'm only new to America. I haven't been. <laughs> wait, wait. You're not omnipresent? You can't just teleport to wherever you want? I wish I, I mean, can you imagine that? That would be great. That would that make would our amazing. life so much easier. Yeah. But, but in the Texas Hill Country as well, Josh, you have, we're talking about food as well, the local barbecue at the restaurants there oh. is absolutely gorgeous. Again, because it's Texas and their barbecue, they're known for it. But you can also go winery hopping too. There's lots of wineries in the Texas Hill Country because apparently like it's that that atmosphere, that that weather and conditions are, are ripe for, for, for vineyards and stuff as well. So you can do that. Now, we go towards geocaching and there's actually, it's part now of, there's not, there's not like 100 or 200 or 300. There's 1,200, Josh. 1,200, and they're what? kind of new, these geocaches, and they're all thank- they give thanks to the, the veterans, right? So they're all veteran-related, which is really, really nice. Um, and they're on a trail, and it runs through that area. It was placed by the, the, 
the Texas Challenge team as well. And um, again, I'll link the number 1,200 in the show notes itself so you can find it. But you can also find GeoArt. Here we go. We're going to explain this to the muggles. <laughs> there's there's GeoArt related. There's like a scorpion there. There's a signal face and there's a couple of others as well. So that's pretty cool. Now, Josh, over to you to explain GeoArt. <laughs> GeoArt is basically when you look at the geocaching map that people create little can, can designs out of the geocaches. Yeah. And some geo art, there's what they call puzzle caches. A lot of them. Where you see the map and the cache isn't actually there, but you click on it and you have to solve some sort of online puzzle. Yeah. And then it t- gives you the coordinates. And then usually you can just go down like a country road and just find them. That's right. Boom, boom, boom. That's right. I'm not sure if that would make sense to a muggle, but yeah. yeah. So big time power <laughs> trails. Yeah. I'm not Now, Craig, I'll just be real. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of power trails. I, I like, you know... I'm a bigger fan of quality geocaches. However, this is really intriguing to me because if there's a lot of other beautiful and cool things in this area, Mm -hmm. it would be fun to just take a day to do the power trail, but then spend some other time, you know, experiencing other parts of 1200. Josh is going to take more than a day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so funny, Craig, because I did the ET highway, which is a power trail that has over 4,000. Geocaches. Wow. 4,000. I was on it, Craig. And guess what? Guess how many I did? Yeah, you... 12. <laughs> I did 12 of the 4,000. Josh. I'm not a big fan. Josh, I I'm not a big that. fan of the power trails. The best thing I like about the power trails, and, and you could agree to this as well, and that is because in geocaching, if you don't realize that you get what they call favorite points to give out to to good quality yeah. caches. But you need to find nice. 10 geocaches to get one favorite point to give out. So if you do a 1,200 geocaches, then you're going to get 120 favorite points to then give out to the good ones, you see. So yeah. that's why I like about power trails is you, you get the numbers up so you can give out favorite points to good, high-quality geocaches. So anyway. Yeah. And another reason, uh, as we close uh, the door here mm-hmm. on... Hill Country? Yeah. Is it Hill Country? Yeah, Texas Hill Country. Is it's very close to San Antonio, which I have visited twice. I love San Antonio. That it is a sleeper city yep. that has a lot to offer as far as culture and all the good things that you love, food. Mm-hmm. And I visited twice because I wanted to visit the toilet seat museum, which is no longer there. No, it, it <laughs> has, but has it moved though? Yes, it's in yeah. uh, it's in north of Dallas, I believe. Right. At the colony, which I have to go to as well. So, Craig, maybe that's it. Maybe we fly into Dallas, mm-hmm. we check out the new toilet seat museum, mm-hmm. and then we drive down to Hill Country. That's that's that sounds like a plan. That's coming together. Let's do it on live on air. Well, not live, recorded on air. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Is it my turn? Yeah. Where are you going now, Josh? Okay, I'm going to another bigger city. I apologize, but <laughs> again. I can speak well of this location because I've been here probably three different occasions. And that is, are you ready? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know where you we're going. going down to We're going down to Memphis, Tennessee, <laughs> the home of Elvis Presley. That's pretty good, huh? It's not bad. That's not bad. Yes, Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't hear a lot of people that say, boy, I'm going to take a weekend trip I'm heading down for the weekend to Memphis, Tennessee. I think it's another sleeper city, Craig. It is. Have you ever been? I've never been to Memphis. Never been to Memphis. Okay, of course, let's just say it. There's Graceland. Yes, yes. You gotta, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's touristy, but you gotta go. My grandmother would be proud. Yes, you gotta pay your respect to the king. Mm -hmm. But, but there's so much other music history in Memphis mm-hmm. because I was almost thinking about saying Nashville because that's you know the music city. Yeah. But Memphis it's the home of blues, man. Yeah. It's the birthplace of some would argue the birthplace of rock and roll. And my favorite place to visit in Memphis is Sun Studios. Oh yes, I saw this again. I saw this in one of your videos. Yeah, Sun yeah. Studios it's, that's where Elvis got famous. Mm-hmm. Sam Phillips um discovered Elvis in this little tiny recording studio which also discovered Johnny Cash, um, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins. And it's still a recording studio to this day. 
and the history. You can go there and you can sing into Elvis's microphone. Oh, really? Like a, a microphone that Elvis sang into. <laughs> um, I love I love Sun Studios. Like if if I had to choose between Graceland and Sun Studios. I would certainly visit Sun Studios. And from geocaching standpoint, it's, of course, an Adventure Lab location. There's actually, oh, there's actually a physical geocache right there. Yeah. Um, love that. Yeah. There's this thing, Greg. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard of this on other podcasts. Mm. The Grotto. The Grotto. Have you heard of the Grotto? No. Tell me about the Grotto. So the Grotto is, it's in a cemetery, and you walk in, and it's like this beautiful, like, man-made cave. And oh. it's religious in, in nature, but it's just beautiful with these rock formations and these colors. It's one of those things that you, it's very difficult to describe, mm-hmm. but you must visit it. And it's cool because it's free as well. So the grotto, of course, it's a, it's a virtual geocaching location. And again, if you cannot get the visuals for this, if you can't like close your eyes and think about what Josh is talking about in his words, you have a video of you going through the grotto, I do believe. Oh, once yeah. you said, because I didn't gorgeous. realize, I didn't realize what the grotto was. But once you described yeah. it right then, I'm like, oh, I've seen this on one of your videos. Yeah, yeah. it's very hard to explain. Mm-hmm. You have to visit it yeah. to really understand it. Um, th- th- so, <laughs> in Memphis, they have this gigantic pyramid. It's like man-made pyramid. <laughs> it used to be the basketball arena, mm-hmm. but then the basketball team moved out of it or whatever. Right. So it was empty. But the Oh, I'm I'm blanking on the name, but like, what is it? It's like an outdoors. Oh, the listeners are are yelling at their <laughs> at the radio. <laughs> the listeners are yelling at their uh, speaker right now. It's a it's a gigantic Bass Pro Shop. Oh, right, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and it's this pyramid is huge. You go up this elevator, like you can go inside of the the pyramid is hollow, mm-hmm. and it's a Bass Pro Shop. And you might think. I'm not into fishing. I'm not into hunting. That sounds kind of mm. weird. It's something, it's a sight to behold. It's something you have to go in and experience because you go in that you're like, I can't believe this, that I am inside of a giant pyramid that is a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I'm going to say, if that's the case, I'm going to say probably about 50-50, and that is 50% of people would actually just walk in there and not buy anything. Just they walk in there for the experience. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't buy anything. No, it was unbelievable. There's places to eat mm-hmm. in there, but I mean, imagine a basketball arena-sized place. Yeah, that's You know, it's huge. Do they have these so, places as well where they've got like big live tanks as well, like with fish swimming around in the live tanks and yeah. stuff as well? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen those on oh, videos. Oh, totally. It's really cool. <laughs> I've seen that. Check it out. Okay, a couple other things. Yep. Memphis. Shelby Farms. Mm-hmm. It's like this Central Park-sized park just outside the city. Um, if you're a geocacher, that is where they held Cash Fest, where they're actually also holding it again this summer. Mm-hmm. There's roaming buffalo there. There's a lake. It's, it's a beautiful park mm-hmm. just outside of Memphis. So if you're the outdoorsy type uh, Shelby Farms is amazing, but here's my favorite yeah. favorite thing about Memphis. Last time I was there, Craig, mm-hmm. the Civil Rights Museum oh. is amazing, and let me tell you why. Uh, this is the location where Martin Luther King mm-hmm. got assassinated. Oh, it's at the Lorraine Motel. So on the outside, they've maintained the '60s style sort of hotel mm-hmm. motel. On the outside, it's still like you you walk you walk up to it, the museum and it looks like a hotel. Yeah. And they've built the museum around around the hotel. Wow. And you walk in and you experience the progression of civil rights mm-hmm. um, in the United mm-hmm. States. And you walk through it and then all of a sudden you're walking through and now you're actually in the hotel room where Martin Luther King Jr. stayed before he was assassinated. You can look out the window and see on the road, there's a there's a line on the road that shows where the path of the oh, bullet wow. went. And you can see, you're practically standing in the same spot where MLK got assassinated. Wow. It is very sobering, mm-hmm. and it's just pure history, one of the best museums I've ever visited. If you go to Memphis, you cannot miss the Civil Rights Museum. There you go. There's the tip. And again... Link in the show notes. <laughs> I'll put it in. I didn't. I didn't take a video there just because I really just wanted to take it all in. Yeah. It was very. Um, it was very powerful. Yeah. And this is the thing people say to us as well as as creators as, as sorts. 
And that is, oh, do you video everywhere you go? And the answer is no. Sometimes we do, Josh and I both, do just like to enjoy and live in the moment. You know, we don't totally. have to have videos and whatnot. But in saying that, sometimes when we do do videos, it it creates uh, the memory that lasts forever. Because, you know, this is like, like you, Josh, you can look back now 10 years ago, 12 years ago at your videos and of you geocaching or having fun with your kids when they were that big. Yeah. <laughs> and you, it, it sparks yeah. memories for you. You know what I mean? And that's what totally. I like about it. I'm so glad that I did the video of the Breaking Bad tour, which we'll talk about we'll in talk a future about. episode. Yeah, that's, that's going to be an episode by itself. It was a father-son trip and, and mm. uh, Hayden, my youngest, who typically hasn't wanted to be be on videos for years yeah uh he was really excited to be on that video yeah he, he did really well with that video he <laughs> he helped you out as well sometimes he was your cameraman sometimes in front of camera sometimes behind and i'll tell you now your little hey he's a good little actor oh yeah he is he's, he's an, an excellent good, actor he really is and when, so when that video comes out and go over there again and go over to josh's channel and you'll see the video itself and you'll see hayden if you are upcoming in terms of your a director or producer or anything like that in in your in your area josh i'm telling you now he's gonna have to he's gonna be a a site to to reckon with in in future i'm telling you now i love it (laughs) he's great i'm going to skip now because speaking of um family friendlies as well i'm going to skip to again a place where i haven't been but i would like to go (laughs) okay again this is the reason why i do this because we've got to plan these trips i'm going to go to lake tahoe in california i've never been either there you go. See, so again, maybe we could try and accomplish this. But Lake Tahoe, it's it's a year round. It is year round playground, but predominantly in the winter time, obviously it's skiing and that sort of thing as well. But in springtime, when the snow is melting from the bottom half, like bottom half of the mountains, it becomes a nature lover's paradise. Mm. You can you can enjoy the skiing still and 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 whatnot. But you can also enjoy hiking. Josh, you can even swim or play golf as well. Apparently, there's a world class golf. Golf course there okay. as well. I'm not a big golfer. I have played a couple of games. Apparently, I'm pretty good at it. But <laughs> but I'm we're not really a big good at mini fan. golf. Mini golf. Me. Oh, Both of us. <laughs> we're pretty much pro <laughs> mini golf champions. Well, I I, I beat you quite dramatically. Did in that. you but beat anyway. me? Did you me? Beat me? Of course. You you, you still owe me. You still owe me a lunch. Anyway, oh, right. I forgot about that. I did lose. But, but in springtime it, at Lake Tahoe, though, you can uh, you can even go for a cruise around Emerald Bay. You can go kayaking on the lake as well. Or you can even head downtown um, for shopping and dining and food and whatnot too. Biking, hiking, all the popular activities can be done. But one of the best parts is the lakefront dining. It is Ooh. beautiful. Like you were saying before, Josh, about, about Florida, yeah. this one here, you still get the sun, but you, instead of the beach and the sand, you get the beautiful lake and the picturesque mountains behind, you know, with the snow capped on top still. You can do that, or you can even soak in up the hot springs. There's hot springs there as well. Or if you've got some money to burn, <laughs> you oh. can actually go for helicopter tours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but what other thing I do enjoy, because again, researching this uh, from a geocaching point of view, there's so many different types and levels of geocaches in, in terms of uh, terrain levels and whatnot as well, from adventure labs, virtuals, traditionals, where it goes even. But there's a couple, Josh, there's a couple of T5 geocaches. Now, T5 mm. means terrain five, which means you need specialist equipment to actually find this particular cache. This equipment is scuba gear. So they've actually hidden a couple of geocaches in the lake, like inside the lake. Craig, are you scuba certified? (laughs) Yes, I am. So am I. (laughs) Oh, you are. Yeah, I didn't know that about you. I (laughs) assumed you were. I mean, you're Australian, so I assume so. (laughs) Now, it's been a while. I'd have to take a refresher class because I I was certified in high school many years ago. But I can do it. I, and I've never, I've never found a scuba cache before. Have you? Uh, no, not an actual scuba cache. I found a cache underwater before, but yes, not that too. I actually required scuba gear. Yes. For, yeah, these ones require scuba gear. Again, links in the show notes. So Lake Tahoe, neither <laughs> yeah. of us have been there. If you're yeah. a listener and you live there, right, or yeah. if you've been there, please contact us. Yeah, absolutely. Tell, tell us what we're missing and tell us mm. why we should go there, especially if you live there or live nearby. Exactly. And if you have any connection at all to the local council or, <laughs> or tourism, let us know that too. So we can, we can then contact them and we can come and probably do a show live from that location. Why not? Why not? 
All right. Are we ready to move on to my fourth location? Absolutely. What's your fourth? My fourth location. Now, this is truly in the spirit of treasure of our town because this is a little lesser known, smaller community, 37,000 people population. Mm-hmm. And it is Rome, Georgia. Oh. Do you know why I selected Ro- Rome, Georgia? Do they have that big, that big event there, that big mega event there? Some people argue that Rome, mm-hmm. Georgia, which is the home of a geocaching mega event, which, yeah. again, muggles, a mega event is a geocaching event that has 500 or more attendees. Which is big. Uh, uh, it's an event called Going Caching. Some say it's the greatest mega event in the world. Mm-hmm. And I've been to it, and I would say that very well could be true. Yeah. But Rome, Georgia is just one of those beautiful little towns that just it reeks it reeks of charm it has one of the most quaint little downtown areas just filled with boutiques and art and beer and wine (laughs) it is it is so great and the for geocacher even if you're not there for going caching it is so geocacher friendly you walk into any business on the downtown area in Rome, Georgia, and you mentioned geocaching, they know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. It is nice. <laughs> it is nice. To, for the event, they often hide geocache stages in the businesses, mm-hmm. and they just they love geocachers. It's on a beautiful river. Also, they say that the downtown area or the city is a little haunted. Oh. Spooky. Do they have, do they have like haunted uh, tours? Yes. They have oh, haunted nice. tours. Nice. Um, some really just beautiful old buildings. It's at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. So it's a hilly area. Okay. Yeah. And uh, for anybody that, you know, we're going to go pop culture here. Mm, yep. Anybody that is Stranger Things fans, it was the location where much of season four was filmed. Have you oh. seen Stranger Things, Craig? Bits and pieces. I haven't seen okay. I'm not. I haven't done season four, though. So one of the locations iconic to Stranger Things is this. Uh, house, the Creel home mm-hmm. in Stranger Things, where it's, it's the home of Vecna. So it is the ultimate haunted house, <laughs> and you can actually see it there. Yep, so yep. Uh, if you're listening to this in 2023, going caching this mega event, which would be mm-hmm. a great time to visit, is October 4th through the 8th, and the theme is Vikings. Oh, this is one that has a theme every year. Yes. Sure, I remember and that. Everybody that. dresses up. <laughs> I mean, just imagine like uh, like geocaching, but like mixed with cosplay. Uh, yes, and that is that is going caching. A ton of fun and just us awesome, beautiful little town. Yeah, Rome, Georgia. I still remember seeing you, Josh, dressed up cosplay ish and leading the way, leading the street parade. Yes, as as um the the pirate. Yes, it was pirate theme. They <laughs> shut down the street, okay? Yes. The city shut down the street for geocachers <laughs> to have a, a flash mob parade. I was leading the the parade as uh, as sloth. That's right. From, from the Goonies. The Goonies, that's right. <laughs> hey, you guys. I can't hey, even do it properly. Guys. There you I, go. <laughs> I was... I was high stepping, like you know, like a band leader. You know how they high step onto the field. I was high. There's a video of that. We should put yeah. it in the show notes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I love this podcast because all it's becoming <laughs> is me just unpacking my videos. Yeah, that's right. And you going down memory lane. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's that's really cool from uh, Rome, Georgia. I'll now travel. This is my last location, Josh. Okay. In and I'm going to I'm going to North Carolina. A little town called Asheville in North Carolina. Have you been? Now, no. <laughs> I, ha- I have been. I've been you've, there. You've been there? I've been there. Well, well tell me if, I'm, if, if my information that I've uh, been researching is correct then. Okay, I will. So I've got, I, in my research, I've got, it's a charming mountain town. True. Popular destination in the spring. True. Uh, because you're surrounded by Blue Ridge Mountains and they come alive with dogwoods and azaleas, which are a flowering bloom. As well. See, I'm very flower. I'm very floral, Josh, in my my fall. I love it. It is spring. It's yeah, spring. It is. Spring. Themed, right? Spring is sprung. Yeah. Um. That you can enjoy hiking again, of course. But what I looked at, what really piqued my interest, was brewery tours as well. So Ooh. you can do brewery tours. I know. 
And then you'd like this as well, exploring, you know, art galleries and museums as well. So that's, yeah, Asheville in the spring. Am I, am I right in, in saying that? Yeah, it's an artsy town. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's very, uh, how do I say it? Very granola, kind of mm-hmm. hippie-ish. Yes, yes. I have a friend who, from high school that lives there. She, like, has, like, a, I don't know, like a beet farm or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's apparently, a, apparently, its backyard has the highest mountain peaks east of the Mississippi. Yeah, it's really so beautiful. Yeah, and I was there for one of the Geo Woodstocks mm-hmm. was at that location. And oh, yeah. okay, yep, yep, yep. And uh, did some geocaching up in the in the hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Asheville is a great weekend destination. It has a lot to offer. It's very charming. Exactly yeah. how you described. Perfect. Haven't spent a lot of time in there, but I would love to go back. Yeah, and geocache related, lots of variety again, virtual mysteries, multis, etc. And there's even a night cache in the middle of town. It's got like 83 favorite points on it. But yeah, so there's actually a night cache as well in the middle of town, which looks pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so All that's right. mine, Asheville. So there you go. So I knew you would have been to it. I knew you would have been to it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> All right. What's your last one, Josh? Okay. This your might, number five. You know what? This might be my number one. Yeah. Because See, it uh, checks all the boxes of Treasure of Our Town because it's a yep. place that people don't immediately think of, I think, when they think mm-hmm. of Louisiana. Oh. And that is Homa, Louisiana. Homa. Homa. I've been there twice, Craig. <laughs> let me talk <laughs> of you let me let me talk a little bit about Homa. Homa, smallish town, thirty three thousand people, not tiny. It's forty three miles southwest of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So Fly into New Orleans, experience all that French Quarter, you know, Bourbon Street business, and then get in your car and drown, drive down to Homa because um, in the spring, Craig, you can experience Mardi Gras in a family-friendly way. Like, yes, you could experience Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street, but it's, <laughs> let's be real. It's a, little, it's a little crazy down there. It's crazy. It's risque. It's, I think it's getting a little bit... Uh, Dangerous. It smells like pee. Yeah, <laughs> it smells yeah. like pee. Okay, there's a reason for it. But anyway, but <laughs> you can experience Mardi Gras in a family friendly way. They got the That's full nice. parades. They got the they got the whole celebration down in this this quaint little town. And it's true. This is true Bayou country, Craig. Oh. This is where they filmed the television show. Uh, I think Swamp, Swamp People. people. Oh, Swamp I love people. that show. And we get that show in Australia, too. Swamp Do People. You? Yeah, so down it, in the swamp. I'm in the swamp. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a gator. I'm going to catch myself a gator. Speaking <laughs> of gators, they have, if you want to experience like the true gator, I don't know, culture, mm-hmm. they have a great gator farm there where, right. you know, they capture the gators and then they farm them. Yep. Yep. And yep. I believe, I think they farm them for meat. I actually oh. got, had an opportunity to taste some gator. Oh, did you like it? No. Oh, I loved it. Did you love it? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess did. It depends how I it's prepared. Did. It's For me, Craig, it was a little gamey. A little bit. But then again, I'm from Australia, Josh. I've tried lots of Australian meats. I've, I've even had emu and kangaroo yeah. and buffalo. I've had all those sort of Australian meats. So to me, a bit of gator was actually, yeah, I had gator bites. That was yeah. delicious. It's yeah. not, it wasn't bad. But I rather they're always like it's like chick everything's like tastes like chicken. It tastes well, like chicken. I rather have chicken. <laughs> uh, but it's true Bayou Country, and if you're a geocacher, again, this podcast is geocache guided. A lot of the times, they have a fantastic geo tour. Takes you all around the Homa area, not just the city of Homa, but you're going deep down into the Gulf, into like the shrimping industry. Like you get to see oh. the real shrimping industry shrimp boats shrimp boats shrimp kebabs <laughs> shrimp burger shrimp a la king shrimp i i, I. <laughs> forrest gump anyone <laughs> exactly the geo tour takes you to a beautiful sculpture garden a military museum these old plantation buildings it's awesome but here's the tip mm-hmm. if you go to homa yep. first place you go yep. is the visitor center oh. the nicest the people the nicest, most welcoming visitor center. Mm-hmm. It rivals Yuma. By oh, the way, really? Yuma had, had a great visitor center. Yeah, it did. But this visitor center, speaking of um, big things, it has a giant pair of shrimp boots. 
on the outside of it. Shrimp boots. Shrimp boots. It's like a rubber, white rubber boot that they wear down there to like, oh, you know, so they're, I'm, so they're. Feet don't get wet. <laughs> See, here I am. Here I am thinking that actually, yeah, you're putting f- shoes on prawns for goodness sake, like you know, sh- no. sh- shrimp boots. So they're the rubber. No. We call them gum boots in Australia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. there's a giant pair that you can get giant your picture pair with. Of gum boots. It's a great visitor center with uh, like a lot of interactive displays. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the coin when you're fi- finished with the geo tour. It's awesome. Hey friends, a quick pause in the podcast. I just found out that Homa. Louisiana has a brand new geo tour coming up and it's releasing June 1st. There's going to be 40 to 50 brand new caches and it's going to feature their crawfish trail. So we're really excited about that tour and we hope to visit it soon. Back to the podcast. A couple more things about Homa. Again, I visited there twice. You can get uh, authentic dance hall culture. Do you know what I mean by dance hall culture? Is that like like ballroom dancing and stuff Kinda, like that? Kind of, but it's like, imagine ballroom dancing, but it's like Cajun. So it's like oh, this so. Cajun music. So, you, <laughs> I mean, you walk into this place, it's like a, a mm-hmm. loosely like a restaurant, but mm-hmm. there's, you know, probably oh, 20, 30 people from age 60 to 85 there. And they're just oh, dancing it up, and they just love it when the young people come in to to <laughs> dance. I went in there with my wife, well, Tammy, and she was very popular. <laughs> Well, yeah, for obvious reasons as well. I, I, your wife is fantastic, Josh. And shout out to Tammy out there. She's she's a great woman, and uh, and you're very very lucky, man. So, but it's it's it was pure Cajun culture, mm-hmm. and uh, it's authentic Louisiana. And so, don't Perfect. sleep. You know, if you're taking a trip to New Orleans, don't sleep on Homa because that's where the the authentic uh, Cajun. Bayou mm-hmm. lifestyle yeah. is, and you can get yeah. some good Cajun cooking down there too. I'm gonna, I'm going to put that on my list. I'm definitely going to put that on my list because before I even came to Australia, uh, come to Australia, come to America, before I'd even met my wife, we were watching. I was watching Swamp People in Australia, yeah. and I loved yeah. it. I loved that sort of style. I loved getting them on the on the boats and whatnot as well. It's like, oh, the only the only downfall, Josh, and that is. You go, you guys everywhere in America call them shrimps, and summertime you get the king shrimp. Like they're huge; they're a couple of inches long, and you still call them shrimps. I'm like, that's not small. A shrimp for me is like the small little krill type shrimp, but no, everywhere in America calls it shrimp, not prawns. We call them jumbo shrimp if they're bigger. Jumbo. <laughs> We're, we just call them all prawns, and in Australia we don't call it shrimp, so we don't have a shrimp on the barbie. You know, just to say, just to put it out there. <laughs> That's, that sounds delicious, Josh. So that's all your five. That's my five. Now, going back to the, the, the I call them gumboots. What do you call them? Shrimp boots. Yeah. Would you class that, would you class that as a, um, a roadside attraction? Oh, yes. That's a yeah. roadside attraction. Well, what are we going to do in the next episode? Josh? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited, Craig. <laughs> Everybody knows I love the roadside attractions. I love the world's yep. biggest stuff. Actually, yep. last weekend, I got to see the world's largest pistachio. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw the photo you yeah. posted. It's great. You know, great for photo ops. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons I love it, and we'll talk about it next time, mm-hmm. is that it's just, it's prime for visuals, right? It's prime yeah. for videos. And I'm a video person, so yeah. so if I can find the world's biggest stuff, it makes for a great video. But we're going to be talking with an expert she is an expert. She's an expert on roadside attractions, world's mm-hmm. biggest stuff. Her yeah. name's Valerie. She's from Silly America. Check out her Instagram profile. She goes all over the yeah. country, and she seeks out roadside attractions. She has a book coming out, and we're going to talk to her next time. We're going to talk to her. You and I, talk, Josh, are going to talk to her on this on this show next time. That's cool. Yes. Valerie from Silly America on Instagram. And again, this comes out every second week of our show. So if you listen to this now and you're thinking, oh, what's going to be our next, next episode, which is in two weeks' time, go to Instagram, go to Silly America on Instagram, check it out, like it, and, and follow because she has some great stuff. Every day she's posting new things as well. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Now, Josh, as well. We do have, we've hit the magic number. We've hit a dozen Patreons. Oh, my gosh. A I know. Baker's dozen. Do Wait, a Baker's dozen is That's, six. No, a Baker's dozen is 13. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. We've hit a dozen. We've hit a dozen. Do you want me to read out their names? Yes. I'll read out their names. We've got to thank them. Shout out we to do. these people. Shout out to the, And no particular order. We have Pipes Down Under, 
Nancy slash AKA Tivia twenty eight, Jasmine Hancock, Andrew Tipkin. Tipkin, yeah. Yes. Do you know Andrew? I do. There you go. Andrew Tipkin, uh, Alison Bertman, Kitty Catch, she's in Australia as well, James Everson, uh, Timothy Larson, Tim, <laughs> no. uh, Dan Truckenmiller, uh, Kayleen Henschel, Jamie Levin, and of course yourself, Josh. You're, you're a patron. I'm a patron. <laughs> you are. <laughs> hey, I put my oh, money so- where my mouth is, people, literally. You, you really do. So, guys, go to, again, links in the show notes as well. You can support us in any way you possibly can. Go to patreon.com forward slash, I didn't even get the page, <laughs> forward slash treasures treasures of our town. One word, patreon.com forward slash treasures of our town. So that's it for another episode, Josh. Yes, we did it. So where can they actually contact us if they want to contact us, Josh? Feel free to reach out to us on the treasures of our town podcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to the show on YouTube as well. Yeah, you absolutely can because there's a new podcast link on uh, YouTube, which is pretty cool. So please, guys, subscribe, rate, and review on any of your favorite podcasting app or where you're listening to this right now. And as always, Josh, may your travels always lead you to the most unexpected and amazing hidden gems around the world. We'll see you next time. Bye. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>